0: Hello and welcome back to The Gold Podcast. I'm Isabel and I'm joined by Jade and we're very excited to be bringing you a slightly different episode today. How are you doing, Jade? I'm feeling very well, thank you. How about yourself? Yeah, you are looking very well. I'm looking less well. Um, On the brink of illness, but surviving and trying to thrive. But anyway, on today's episode, what do we have coming up? Well, we are going to be diving into the topic of trust in the pharmaceutical industry and specifically healthcare professionals' trust in farmers' digital content. So to kick things off. In a year where the public voted pharma the most trustworthy industry in an Ipsos poll, you might have seen this, it is perhaps surprising that 80% of healthcare professionals also said that they do not trust the content the industry produces for them.
1: Indeed. The survey by digital design agency Graphite Digital found that the main concern of HCPs was the objectivity of the content provided to them. So in today's episode, we're going to investigate where the trust has gone and how the industry can potentially get it back.
0: Absolutely. Stay tuned as we are going to hear from the CEO of Graphite Digital, Rob Verheul, who is going to reveal the story behind that statistic. But first, let's reflect on why it's so important for healthcare professionals to trust the pharmaceutical industry.
1: It seems like every week a new trust or opinion poll is
0: released about the pharma industry, but do they really matter? Well, it's a good question. But in my opinion, and in short, I think they do. So the industry relies on trust to thrive and grow. It needs patients to trust them enough to enroll in trials. It needs healthcare professionals to trust them enough to prescribe new therapies. And it needs the public to have enough trust to take the end products at the end of the day. We all saw what happened during the COVID 19 pandemic, of course, with vaccine hesitancy. So, yeah, I'd say trust is hugely important for the industry to have trust makes the world go
1: round but while a trust score is just a score at the end of the day it does pay dividends for the industry to listen to feedback and seek the trust of its key stakeholders maybe even more so than some other industries so isabel shall we pass over to rob to explore the topic further
0: yes let's do it
1: So, as we mentioned, Graphite Digital recently released a really interesting report covering some of the reasons HCPs aren't putting their full trust in farmers' digital content. The report contains first-hand insights from HCPs in the UK, US and France who all share their thoughts and experiences with the pharmaceutical industry. And it also dives into the reasons behind that 80% stat you mentioned earlier, Isabel.
0: Yes, that is quite a shocking statistic, isn't it? So looking forward to digging deeper. And on the theme of being shocked, the first thing we're keen to learn from Rob was what information he found the most surprising when reviewing HCP responses.
2: I was pretty surprised by one story in particular, and I think this encapsulates pretty well the uh, the challenge faced here for HCPs and knowing what to trust and who to trust. So they reported that on one website they had seen a claim that said the drug would double life expectancy. That's, that's pretty awesome. I mean, sign me up. I, I'd like to get that one myself. Um, but they, uh, you know, the, the context of this is that it was a patient-facing pharma brand site in the U.S., and when they actually looked into it, the small print revealed that the patients' lives would be extended on average from thirty to sixty days when taking this medication with a particular condition in end of life care. So it might technically be true, but the wording belies the reality, and you know, this is emblematic of a problem that sits within the HCP and pharma relationship and erodes trust. Because in the US particularly, as there is a discourse between patient and pharma, which HCP is going to trust that they represent the interests of the patient when they're seeing statements like that? And um, you know, in order to rely on pharma digital channels and build relationships, HCPs personally want the reality behind the headline, but particularly when it is in, in patient comms as well. I think it's going to take a seismic shift for all of pharma to align on this in order to build trust because if one stands out as a poor representation of of information then it it tars everyone with the same brush so you know i think there's there's room for everyone to improve in this or at least check motivations and check how information is presented
1: Quite the shocking story indeed there, but unfortunately not the first time we've heard things like this. Earlier in the year I had a chance to speak with some HCPs about their preferences for pharma communications, and one of the doctors I spoke to mentioned that he often doesn't even bother reading the marketing material that reps bring to his door because he doesn't trust that the numbers are presented in an accurate way and they have bias behind them. Do you think issues like this stem from a suspicion with marketing content in general, like Rob alluded to there?
0: Well, I don't think a company would ever present something inaccurate, but I think in any job role, there is a temptation to present the numbers in the most attractive way possible. However, while this is a standard practice in many industries, the argument being made is that farmers should lean away from this completely, especially when presenting efficacy data and when discussing life expectancy. It's by no means guilty of fudging the numbers. I think we need to make that clear. That's not what's being insinuated, but it's clear that greater transparency is what HCPs want.
1: Rob's actually going to go into this topic a little bit later on when he'll handily summarise some of his key takeaways from the report. But for now, let's listen in to what he thinks is the main thing farmers getting wrong in their digital engagement strategies.
2: I think the main thing is a lack of understanding of the needs of the HCP. And this comes about through a lack of empathy or insight into their lives and what they really need. And also an agenda, a very strong agenda to sell specific products um, if you think about it, good relationships are built through vulnerability, openness, and trust. And obviously there are many companies creating great content that speak to some of those things. But in general, it's not always answering the questions that the HCPs have. In order to trust, we need to share the whole truth, not just the convenient truth. HCPs are wary of a balance of claims versus side effects, and yet that's what they're looking for insight on. And so if the content doesn't demonstrate an understanding of the needs the HCP has to present that information to their patients or appears to hide certain truths, it's a really difficult place to be building trust from. And why should HCPs listen if the industry isn't willing to be open or honest or engage on topics that really matter?
0: Well, really interesting stuff, I think. And that was a really poignant quote there. In order to trust, we need to share the whole truth, not just the convenient truth. And a huge factor in repairing this seemingly damaged bond between pharma and HCPs is going to be trust and rebuilding trust. So going into conversations with a very strong agenda to sell, as Rob mentioned, is definitely not what HCPs want. And it could harm those important foundations of a relationship.
1: Absolutely agree with you there. And I think pharma reps have more or less shaken that door-to-door salesperson reputation they may have had over the years, but it seems like the digital content pharma provides hasn't quite kept up with those strides in the right direction.
2: Mm.
1: Next up, as you mentioned earlier, we'll hear Rob detail his key takeaways from the report, going into what he thinks pharma could do better.
2: Number one, be transparent. Present the full picture You know, turn down that lifestyle imagery and unbelievable headlines. Include the downsides of the product. Because if it isn't represented on your page, they'll go elsewhere to find it. So you really need to link to data sources and all the resources that will help them assess whether this product is right for their patient. Number two, think about the context and the journey. In our report, we've included the typical day in the life. And actually, it's a great reminder of how far down the list of priorities farmer relationships are. The HCP might only have seconds to, to research or evaluate your product. And if they happen to choose your website, make sure it's relevant for them and accessible and usable and easy to access. And finally, talk to them, consult with your audience. To understand what adds value to them in their practice and in their patient relationships. User testing is really valuable and very quickly you'll get the insights to help direct and steer your content and your experience. And it needn't be expensive, so definitely we recommend that.
1: That day in the life of an HCP data Rob mentioned in there is really interesting and as he mentioned is quite a helpful indicator of how low down farmers digital content can be sometimes for a busy doctor. There's only so much time in a day and with hospitals already overwhelmed with patients and a mountain of paperwork and admin to catch up on I I certainly wouldn't want to have to spend extra time trying to navigate a clunky site or investigating the truth behind some data that's been given to me.
0: Would you? Well no definitely not but I think there are things that pharma can do to be helpful. I think linking a data to a source so HCPs can get more context around the information they've been provided with is really helpful. And I also like what Rob was saying about talking with customers and your audience. User testing is valuable across any industry, but it especially seems like it might be in pharma. But now for Rob's last clip in which we're going to hear his final word on the research his team conducted.
2: You know, a lot of responses to the research here focused on the content and messaging, which is, of course, crucial to get right. But we really mustn't overlook the user experience offered by the platforms that HCPs are using to access this content, whether portals, brand websites, etc. The issue of usability, accessibility and overall digital customer experience was a key point in our research Pharma organisations really need to demonstrate empathy for HCPs whose lives are domi- dominated by clunky digital products and tech that seems to work against them, and um, we can make their lives better, or their lives even just a little bit easier, by making sure our digital interactions with the company are, are seamless and effortless and value adding. Um, we've actually put ten recommendations in our report for how digital products can be designed well for HCP engagement. And I really encourage everyone to, to look at those and it'd be great to get the feedback from you. It's going to take a concerted effort to improve those relationships. Poor content and experience will set back your brand and potentially even the industry. So every interaction really does need to be a good one. And we can start that understanding and the creation of those excellent interactions uh, through empathy and understanding and i really recommend that that's where everyone starts today
0: just like user testing user experience is key in any industry and being able to demonstrate that empathy for hcps whose lives are as rob mentioned dominated by out-of-date and very clinical pardon the pun digital experiences could greatly help the industry's trust factor But pharma does seem to still be pretty behind other industries when it comes to creating digital content, wouldn't you agree? It's hard to say, really. I think there are some great
1: forces trying to drive that change in digital, but now in an industry like pharma, there are so many regulatory hoops to jump through that it can sometimes slow down the pace of change that people would like to see. Um, I know one thing we always hear a lot about is how pharma companies want to be the next Netflix, but there are quite a few steps in between there and here that need to be taken first. Overall, I think, as Rob said, poor content and experience will ultimately hurt your brand. So focusing on improving your current digital experiences rather than setting lofty goals for the future could be a good step in the right direction.
0: Absolutely. Well, thank you to Rob for sharing those thoughts with us. And if this has piqued your interest, definitely take a look at the full report to find out even more about how companies can improve that trust factor for their digital content. We'll pop a link in the show notes for you. And that's about all we have time for today. Uh, Before we go, I want to turn back to the Ipsos report we discussed right at the beginning. This year, pharma managed to knock the technology industry off the top spot for trust with the public. So this is a great sign that while there are some challenges with trust healthcare professionals have, the industry is highly valued by the public. And that is half the battle won in my view. Thanks for joining us for
1: this slightly different episode today. We hope you found it informative, but normal service will resume next week as we bring in another exciting interview.
0: Very much looking forward to sharing it, but for now, it's goodbye from us. Bye.